I didn't think we were going to be able to do this here because there were so many crows and they were right there in that yard oh. and they were making so much noise. Like it was, it, they were fighting and they were jumping all over each other. Possibly record. I think uh, I think at least three times a week our son gets awakened, awakened, awakened by crows causing a disturbance. A murder of crows? Yeah, they'll. Is that what they're called? Yeah, like a group of crows is called a murder of uh, crows. It's one of the coolest group names. Murderers Row. You know that? Like, have you ever just looked up like groups of animals, their names? It's like a pod like a, of whales. A pod of whales. There'd be some. That would be. There'd be some cool things to. Try, like, what do you think a group of worms is called? <laughs> I just, I want to go down this rabbit hole for a second. <laughs> I don't know, but now I want to look. Thanks a muddle, up. a muddle of worms. There you go. Because they're being worms. the that's, mud. That's, that's pretty, that's reasonable. That's a really good guess. Uh, what about, um, what about, uh, well, you got a school of fish. Yeah. What about, like, a, a gathering of, uh, turkeys oh uh, would that be like a gaggle oh, that's those are geese probably a, a gaggle a crash of rhinos, rhinoceros oh, that's sick man yeah it's pretty cool like what would what would be like a herd of rabbits a bunch of seals I, I don't know that they're always like fighting each other so maybe it's like a kerfuffle of seals or something like, like there's that. some That'd that you funny. know like a you know you know that it's a swarm of bees. A swarm, yeah, that's sick. Um, Man, all the names are cool. A pack of dogs. What's a group of humans? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, am I, am I just forgetting? A fan base? Uh, um, oh, a caravan of camels. Dude, a quiver of cobras. Oh, sick. That's crazy. Is it because everybody's quivering when they... A business of ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of funny because... It sounds like you're saying business affair. Yeah, that's true. Business affair. It's a conspiracy of lemurs. What? There's what are no they conspiring about? Yeah. I don't know if I believe you at this point. I, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's the it's the world. Well, it's just like whips. for the people who listen to our show. Ooh, a fever of stingrays. That's pretty sick. Okay, <laughs> this is cool. But like, if you haven't listened to our show for very long, there's yeah. a subplot that's always going on, which is one of our longest-standing listeners text Lee and myself individually before each recording with a, like, Jimmy Fallon word sneak to slip in? Yeah. Like, at this point, I've already slipped mine in, and you don't know. No, I, I'm really bad at this game. You've You're not really it. bad at it, yes. But, so, all I can think about right now on this stage of the show is Lee making something up in order to sneak in a word. Hey, do you want to know what a group of toads is called? A uh, squander? What's the word going to be? <laughs> Is that your word? Did I get it right? No. Okay. What, but what if I got you to say it? Oh, I, that's the goal. It's a knot of toads. Uh, what if it feels like a wart of toads? An ambush of tigers. These names are so cool. It's sick. Well, this is, this is a place I think humans have gotten it right. Like, whoever was des designated in history to come up with these words, it was like, oh, that's the coolest one. You never, ever in a thousand years could guess what a group of sharks is called. And, and, and a torpedo? I'll, I'll get off this now. That's a really good guess. What is it? A shiver of sharks. Alliteration. Yeah, it's alliterative to the second letter. Sh sharks. 
I actually just had a shiver a second ago, just because like it's a little bit like it's we're recording outside, <sighs> and oh, I kind of already talked about that because of the crows. I think we. Th- I think I think if we were to go back to the database, yeah, this exact date last year, plus or minus seven days, we recorded in this exact same spot. I think it's been the last time we recorded. It's here. such a nice fall morning. It's yeah. like it's not quite like it's not quite like. Uh, Thomas wears his pea coat and his and his like toboggan weather yet, uh, and but it's scarf. we're close. I couldn't find a hat this morning, so if you're like, man, he's oh, got some bedhead. Hey, Thomas, it's because I do. Thomas in a Thomas in a pea coat and a scarf. That is a vibe in my in my uh, Thomas experience. I bought a pea coat my freshman year of college with the last money that I had because you know it was on sale. Um. Welcome to Ancient New. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss before we got going? I will say that somebody yesterday in a group chat that we're both in tried to they tried to manhandle the steering wheel out of our hands and decide what the cold open was going to be for this show. I didn't even see that. Oh, it was in our fantasy football one. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was like, man, I missed that. Longtime listener, dear friend, Carl Flatto, tried to say, so I can't wait to see how you know how lee tries to weasel out of the fact that he's in last place in the fantasy football league on the podcast tomorrow we we didn't even talk about that we've already played head-to-head and it was not pretty i got demolished (laughs) well the one thing i will say about that is thomas i i I dropped my child off at thomas's bible study (laughs) and entrusting my last born son to Thomas at Bible study, rolled down the window. Thomas puts his hands on the open window, looks me straight in the face and says, I'm going to beat you. (laughs) (laughs) It was so hostile. Wow. And then you beat me by, like you more than doubled my points. You keep your promises. (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of his fantasy football word. If you said it, we believe. (laughs) Welcome to ancient new. I'm terrible at fantasy football. That's okay. Can I say this? I don't like it. like the way it makes me watch games i don't like wondering if people are injured and then like 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 you just need you need like a design time on wednesday where you allow yourself five minutes to set your roster and that's like t had a concussion and it made me sad and it was like i benched him and then they made him active yeah and then i couldn't stop thinking about it like is he okay should he be playing right probably not but It's just, it's difficult for me. Yeah, I, do, I do. Carl, I hope you feel great about yourself and <laughs> winning fancy football. It was really team. kind that he left me out of that. I mean, because I think I scored like 60 points this week. I went from just, just. You trashed me. Dominating. I shouldn't think of the <laughs> word to use that was appropriate. And It was a murder of crows. It was a murder of crows. Oh, that's amazing. What did you, what did you propose would be the group name for Worms? Again, it was really good. Uh, a muddle? Because <laughs> they're in the dirt. That's really good. That's your word, by the way. It's not. It's Sorry. Not. <laughs> God, it's even better. That's great. And you give them to falsely assume. Okay. Give us, take us to the, the Holy Scriptures. We're going to go to your second favorite book of the Bible. Oh, do you know what it is? What is it? Philippians. Well, First being Hebrews. True. Second yeah. being Philippians. <laughs> Hebrews. Um, I just want to... I can't believe you never have done that really lame... Um, Bible pun every time you consider that Hebrews is my favorite book. Hebrews it? Mm-hmm. Philippians, which uh, which chapter are we in? Two. And I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I knew this. 
not only that, it's, it's your it's your second favorite book of the Bible, first favorite chapter of the Bible. I don't know how that works, but it does. I think I like chapter three better. Oh. <laughs> mm. I love chapter three. Okay. Thomas doesn't believe me. All right. No, I just I'm, I'm just sad that I got it wrong. Um, I love Philippians. It I, I like I was saying on Sunday about the gospel. I, I just prefer to binge it. We don't need to divide it into chapters. You're right. Did you know that I used to live like a row behind this house right here, and we would walk up here to the park all the time. That's really sweet. And I'll never forget. My dad forgot to tie off our kite one day, <laughs> and it flew away. <laughs> It went all the way down that street that Mrs. Hole's house is on. Yeah, and flew to the yeah, flew all the way into Moylan and got stuck in a massive oak tree. It's and as far as I know, it's still there. I think I think the internationally famous uh, bass player Edgar Mayer grew up on Moylan. Just a mere like who's Edgar Mayer? Tenth, tenth of a mile from here, Edgar Mayer, John Mayer's brother. Oh no, lesser Edgar known. Edgar Mayer's the most famous double bass player in the world. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a. He's won the MacArthur Genius Grant. He plays with Chris Thiele and Yo-Yo Ma and Bela Oh, Fett. that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bounce around. I'm ready. This will be fun. Get your oh. bounce on. Sorry, I'm I'm tired. I'm just tired. When you have a kid, which oh, you yeah. have three, but... Yeah, but when you have when you have infant to Todd. Infant to toddler. Oh, infant to Todd. I was like, Todd who? Okay. Just pull the potty on you. <laughs> Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Okay, bounce down a little bit. This is now verse 17. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. All right, verse 20. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. Oh, I skipped so much. All right, hold on. Timothy right there. Yeah, Timothy. Um, back to verse three. I I forgot that I was going to start further up. Wow, we are bouncing. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but to each of you to the interests of the others. And then, uh, a little further down, verse seven. Rather, this is about, um, this is about Jesus. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Um, I just chose five or six places where <laughs> Paul is specifically talking about people or himself just putting others first and not you know, not putting their own desires and interests before others. Mm -hmm. Um, and it massively jumped off the page at me when I was reading that in the past 24 hours. So I don't know. I think I read part of it yesterday and part of it today, but I, I feel like the results of that far outweigh any good that selfishness does. Wow. Just the, that's cool. Putting others before yourself, taking care of others, thinking about them, lead it like what this literally says: uh, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. The results of that, which I think are like sneakily hidden in here, are saying like Paul says in verse. Well, this is a direct answer to something he said, but I think I think it's really cool and I think it's true of all the other bits of it right like in verse 14 he says do everything without grumbling or arguing 
And then it says, you will shine among them like stars in the sky, which is really cool. I think like, I think that's true of pretty much this entire chapter. Like all the bits where Paul is talking about, like the idea of putting others before yourself, humbling yourself, looking out for others' interests, um, doing nothing out of your own ambition, just doing it at the service and desire of others. Mm. Like just in my experience, that, that bit about shining like stars in the sky is true for everyone who acts like that, which is really cool. And especially if people like the direct result of doing everything without grumbling and arguing is where Paul says like, Hey, you're going to shine like stars in the sky, which is just a dramatic thing. Like if you think about our night sky, it's, it's void of light except for spots and they're really obvious, which is really cool. And and I think it's such a cool thing. And, the in creation is the dramatic and stark difference between stars and the rest of the night sky. It's not like the difference between, it's not like when you watch, um, red river and it's like Oklahoma's playing Texas and the very small difference between Oklahoma's red and Texas's burn orange. Yeah, no, it's, it's dramatic, right? Th- this is a different thing. When somebody, uh, when somebody spends their energy for someone else to gain nothing for themselves, that is a dramatically different thing in the world. Mm, yeah. And I think it's, I don't know. I don't have much to say about that other than just for, I guess, wherever I'm at. I feel like maybe the Lord was being like, hey, psst. hey man, what's up? I feel Pay like to this. In, in my experience, a couple things happen. One is... And it's not even the world. It's just my own heart. It's like, I naturally assume that the thing that I want the most and the thing that's going to be funnest and best for me is funnest, most fun. Either. Um, I don't know. Is going to be whatever I want, whatever serves me. Yeah. That's going to be the, that's going to be the prime. Right. Um, and then, um, there are times when I'm kind of forced to like back into a corner, like, nobody else can help. You got to come help do this. Mm. And it's like, okay. And I have a bad attitude about it. And then, and I find it's really fulfilling or there are times when I decide, Hey, I'm going to go give myself to that. Right. And that's like even more fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and yet the next time it comes around, I still want what I want. Yeah. Like it's a really, really weird thing that I have at this point, you know, I'm 43 years old you don't really start thinking about anybody besides yourself at all till you're probably 14. If you're a dude, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Most people don't. Um, is that true? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I think there are plenty of times when my nine month old is only thinking about himself. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't. Oh, you, okay. I, I thought you were saying when you're 14, you start thinking about yourself. No, no. You're saying, saying the opposite. I'm saying, until you're 14, you don't think about anything but yourself. Yeah, 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 it right. hasn't even occurred to you that other people exist. Right. Like, right. Maybe at 14, you start a little bit thinking about other people. Right. Um, every now and then, you'll find that rare kid at seven years old that just wants to serve everybody. Um, hey, rare kid. Shout out to you out there. He probably um, listens to this. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I've, I've got around 30 years experience in the fact that, like, when I actually give my time and energy to serve other people i'm actually more fulfilled happier mm-hmm. and it and it helps them yeah like and yet and yet i 
I, it still occurs to me that I want what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this dramatic difference. But I love the way that Paul's laid it out. He's like, he starts with saying, you should be like this. Then he goes to, by the way, this is what Jesus was like. And then he goes to, if you're like this, yeah. you're super unique. And right. then he says, here's an example of someone. And here's who a is, guy. Yeah. yeah. Here's Timothy. Yeah. Who you, way, yeah. Nobody's like this guy. Right. Yeah. I don't have anybody like him. I don't have anybody so else cool. like Timothy. Yeah. And, and, it, and he winds up saying like, it actually kills me to send him to you. But I think the Lord wants me to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no way I would. Yeah, there's <laughs> exhaust. There's a great example of this, and and uh, probably my favorite TV show at the moment, Bluey. <laughs> I was waiting to see, like, wait, what is T show? Is he? Are they still watching Blacklist? No, no, no. All of you guys' favorite shows have to have a color in the title. Yeah, Bluey, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> No, so there's a, there's a great example in Blue, which you don't know what that show is. Take eight minutes and watch an episode, and you will feel way more joyful and okay. thankful because you did, and it's fantastic. It's a kid's show about these anthropomorphic Australian dogs who live in Brisbane, and uh, this mom and dad who have two pups that are six and four. They're fantastic. But there's, there's one episode where they ask Bluey, the older sister, yeah. to clean up her toys and she's like, well, I'm only going to do mine. I'm not going to do my sister Bingo's. Mm. And they're like, that's fair. You do yours. Bingo will do hers later. And she starts doing it. And something happens where she starts cleaning up her uh, her sister's toys. And there's like a sub, there's a subplot in the show, in this episode, which is really cool. It's really layered. It's really sweet. But there's a, a bit where they're talking about how dogs' tails wag. They're just like, at one point, someone makes a subtle comment of like, if other animals who don't have tails, how do they know when they're happy? Huh? Which you're just yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And like, it's one of those things where it's said at the very beginning of the episode. If you didn't remember it, and it shows up again at the end, and you're like, oh, you snuck that in there. It was so cool. Callback. Because they just at one point they like pan to Bluey. Oh, she she cleans up a mess in the kitchen that's not hers. Her dad drops something, and spills. He's really frustrated yeah. about it, and she cleans it up. And as she's cleaning it, her tail's wagging. Oh, and that's she looks cool. down. She's like, wait. Why is that happening? And she says, hold on, I'm going to do something. And she runs into the living room and she cleans up her sister's toys and the whole time her tail's wagging. And you're like, that is so cool. But I I just, I, every time I watch that, I think of this, just the idea of like, yeah, you're doing, doing a thing for, like putting other people before yourself is really cool. And it also leads to this as well. Like yeah, it, your non-existent tail may wag a little bit. Wow. Which is cool. Nothing to add to that. That was fantastic. Way to tie Bluey back into our space. Hey, listen, if you have not watched an episode of Bluey, I'm what not. are you doing? I have not watched Bluey. Holy. I don't even There's an episode in season two called uh, Bus. Season if you Like, if you showed me pictures from four cartoons and said, which one of these is Bluey, I wouldn't know. That's how out of the Bluey world I am. I'm not telling you I'm against Bluey. I'm just saying I have no experience. Well, if you're not for it, you're against it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Can we look at Psalm 124? If you if you su- suggest, um, I'm I am in the Psalms of Ascent right now, which um, oh. the Psalms of Ascent are 15 psalms. Um, like the longest psalm is Psalm 119, and then right after Psalm 119, it starts this group. It's like an album of songs, it, but it's like a Beatles album. Yeah, Psalm 119 is like a Sigur Rose album. You're just like, 
But then after Psalm 118 begins the Psalms of Ascent. Yeah. So Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, 15 songs, mm. a 15 song album. These right. were songs that, they were campfire songs that, that God's people would sing on their pilgrimage to Jerusalem three times a year, where they would all travel together from different parts of the country to the capital city. And then at night they're, you know, make a campground, put up tents, and light a fire, and then they would sing these songs. Psalm 120 to Psalm 124. We're going up to the city of Jerusalem, the Psalms of Ascent. Okay, so this is one of those. That's That was our little visit into the Bible, Nerditorium. Hmm. And now we're going to the... I like the Nerditorium. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll bet in Troy's... Sorry, go ahead. You're fine. Uh, I need to get up with that show, too. I don't really know that That's one really funny. Um... Okay, Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, and then there's a pause. Let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This, to me, is one of the, one of the coolest things in all the Psalms. Um, I read it recently just because I am in the Psalms of Ascent, and it, it just met me at a deep place just because of I think because of a trend that I'm seeing more and more, which is, which I totally understand, which is just kind of this, there's a, there, there's a a tendency and a temptation towards massive cynicism about Christianity. Mm, Yeah. Just because of how gross Christians have been, especially Mm, in the last five years, but not just especially in the last five years. Like just. It's also prehistoric yeah the crusades <laughs> yes. white supremacy first place fascism, my mind goes like crusades yeah. let's go kill these people because they don't believe what we believe right and then we'll make them believe <laughs> that's somewhere in there right yeah colonialism <laughs> native like native peoples getting squashed yeah. all over the world like like christians have been terrible and christians have been terrible lately and and it would be very easy to say like like you know jesus said they will know that you're my disciples by the way you love people. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, man, Christians have been known for a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Mean stuff, horrible stuff, racist stuff, violent stuff. And it would be really easy to be kind of cynical about the whole thing, which let me just say, like, there is a level at which I'm like, yeah, I get it. It makes total sense. Mm. And this Psalm met me at a deeper place, which was, okay, all of that is true. Yeah. And all of that is tempting and all that cynicism, it like it makes a lot of sense. Mm. And yet, let me just say, pause, and yet, deep in my heart, there is a place that says, if the Lord had not been on my side, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Like, yes, Christians have been ridiculous, they've been horrible, they've been hypocritical, they've been terrible. And yet I needed to be rescued mm. personally. Yeah. I needed him. If the Lord had not been on my side, I would have been swept under. I would have been swept under my own stuff. I would have been swept over by my own life. I I would have been swept away. I would have been torn by teeth, the teeth of my own ridiculous heart and the Mm. teeth of my own circumstances and situations. Like, Mm. I just needed him. Yeah. And like, 
And the things that would have captured me and torn me and kept me, like, he has broken them. Yeah. Like, yes, he has, like, Jesus has broken death so that, like, even though I'm going to die one day, it's it's going to be like waking up from a nap. Like, not one of those naps yeah. that you wake up from where you're like, no, I can't wake up right now. I need 40 more minutes. Oof. It's going to be like when you wake up from one of those naps where you're like, that was perfect. That was exactly what I need. You know mm. what I just thought about, by the way? I just thought about that one time we were at Carolina Point and Tyler Baggett found for us on Thursday of the week, found for you and me a hidden place in camp where no one would ever find us. Yeah. And he put a king size mattress in there yep. and put brand new linens on it and a and an oscillating fan. Yeah, I think we had a Twix in there as well. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was everything you'd ever dream of. It was a time where you need nothing more than to have a nap. It's just like when you're a leader at Young Life Camp, there needs to be one day where you take a nap for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And like Tyler Baggett, you are a champ. Yeah. The king size bed, the mm. impossible to find hidey hole, the oscillating fan, the twigs. <laughs> Thank you, creature. <laughs> Mundungus Fletcher has many but, hidey holes. <clears throat> when you wake up from an app like that, like that's what waking up from death is going to be like because Jesus yeah. has broken death. Like, yes, we still sin, but like we are like all of the punishment of our sin has been paid for. I do not have to pay for my own wrongs. Like, right. I, he has broken like the thing that snared me if i was a bird that would get caught in a snare like not only has he freed me from the snare he broke the snare mm. it can't catch me anymore yeah, death cool. can't catch me sin can't punish me anymore yeah. like i like i just needed jesus this mm. song is like such a celebration of of the fact that like i needed to be rescued and i have been and like that is so that is such a kind thing like yeah. One construction I love in this is just would have, would have, mm. would have. Yeah. Like all these things would have happened to me, but I had the Lord. Yeah. I like this because I think it's a good practice to every once in a while, like not that we can understand every detail of every situation, but I do right. think it's really clear in our lives that there are plenty of times when the Lord's hand was right there and he got us to where we are you know like yeah I, and i think if we're all honest we can, we all have moments where we can look back and say "Oof, i didn't realize that at the time but you were you were walking me through that i was talking about that with someone the other day and it was it was a really cool conversation and it was one of those things where like someone asked me a really simple question and i guess i just kind of like I, I, I walked away from the conversation and i was like i answered way more than i was asked hmm. probably need to rethink that a little bit but it ended up being a cool conversation i think for just for for myself to talk about like just in general if you ask for something it, like from the lord if you're praying about it and you get to the other side of it do you ever take a moment and just see if you can see like a direct correlation there like hmm. i prayed this thing and here was the answer for it and wow because i do think like and i think it's just like you're saying just to add another layer to the thing about Christians, like I think we're really good at asking the Lord for help in desperate situations, which is very biblical. It's what we should do. I think it's absolutely true. Um, and, but also 
in the same breath in those situations when it doesn't go exactly how we planned thought or hoped to completely discount whatever he may be doing in that and be upset with him and be frustrated and whatever that thing is. But I don't, I don't think in general, this is actually, I'm just gonna speak for myself. I'm not great at saying like, wow, here you were the whole time. And I'm so grateful for it. Like if you answer a prayer for me straight up that I can see like a led to B and I asked for it and I got it. That's an easy. Thank you. Cool. Um, but I think I'm really good at asking, 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 asking. Okay, if I asked 10 times and 10 were answered, maybe I saw one of them and I was grateful for it, but the rest, maybe I'm a little bitter about it or frustrated or annoyed that it didn't go how I thought it was going to go. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but just the idea of saying like, okay, if the Lord had not been on our side and then taking inventory and just maybe even keeping note of like, I'm praying for this right now wait a second, there's an answer. Let me write that down. So when I come back, whenever that is, I can see it and remember like, wait, he was on my side. It may not have been like the exact thing that I planned, but look at where I'm at now because of it, because that went the way he wanted it to go. I don't don't even know if that even makes sense. No, it does. It's, it's, it's the, it's, it's having the, it's like cognizantly and intentionally going back and, and saying, thank you. You know, it's somebody got gave Jack like a really cool and kind gift. And like, and we were like, hey, this was super over the top. You should write a thank you note because I think it's going to give you, it's, you're going to see your level of appreciation in a different way. Mm. Um, like you're going to, like you, you know how much you like this. You're going to be more aware of how much you like it if you take a second to say specifically, "Thank you for this. This is how I'm using this, and this is why this is so cool." Like you're gonna find even deeper appreciation in your own self, which I think is really, really cool. That's cool. It is cool. I liked this episode for lots of reasons. One of them is that we're outside. And I can't help but look around everywhere when I'm outside. So if there are times when you're like, man, that dude is zoned out with whatever he's saying, they go, no. Blame it on the nature. I, there is a tree right behind you, and I'm, I've been wanting to ask you this entire time. Ginkgo. If it's a ginkgo. Oh, I love ginkgo. Ginkgo biloba. There it is. And it's new in Cedar Hill. Like somebody yep. planted that this past year. Yeah, I wonder if the city planted it or somebody was like, you know, this is a perfect spot for it. I'm just going to put a ginkgo tree here. Yeah, there's a. This park that we're in, listener, because this is an audio medium. Like this part has this park has the most lush maple trees in our maybe in our entire city. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like just gorgeous maple trees, and then, um, and then are those like cedars or something that are surrounding? Yeah, the edge? those are those are eastern red cedars. These so this is a sugar maple, a lot of sugar maples. Just beautiful with that really black bark. Yeah, you. I, I was told in school that that comes from a a tiny bug hmm. that chews on the innards and on the the leaves and that's actually their excrement that's why the bark turns black didn't think we were going to end here excrement <laughs> i think it's i i just thought it's a cool little fact i mean you know the next time you're having having a, a coffee with somebody and you want to whip out a really interesting fact there you go the black bark of the sugar maple <laughs> all right guys i'm lee i'm thomas this has been ancient and new go vols Yes. I would have been hard. I would have been on my own. I'd have 
falling apart If I had to go it alone But you were there And I would have been stuck Yeah, just a hopeless case But then you showed up When I was all disgraced Oh, how you It'd be